Father, great I am. Jesus, please continue to lead us, Jesus. You are great, Jesus. You are wonderful, Jesus. You are our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. You are the one who leads us, Jesus, into safe pasture, Jesus. You lead us into peace, Jesus. You lead us into all righteousness, Jesus. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth, Jesus. So there is nothing that is impossible for you, Jesus. All things are possible for you, Jesus. You are our deliverer, Jesus. Not our upholder, Jesus. And our strength, Jesus. Our mighty savior in the holy name of Jesus. We pray, Jesus, that you anoint us, Jesus. As we read your scriptures, as we delve into your scriptures, as we study your scriptures, that you anoint us all and give us personal revelations, Jesus. Give us dreams, give us visions, Jesus. As we approach closer to your coming, Jesus, we hope in you, we hope in your promises and your prophecies in the holy name of Jesus. Jesus, I ask that you anoint me, Jesus, to lead this, this searching, Jesus, of you, Jesus. As we delve into your scriptures to know you, Jesus, as we hear your word, Jesus, as we listen to your spirit, Jesus, guide us through your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Let your will be done, Jesus. Not by our own strength, Jesus, but by your strength in the holy name of Jesus, we pray, we say, hallelujah, amen, in the holy name of Jesus. So, like I was telling you guys, this, this sermon is um, matches where you guys are at, um, Mr. Ben and Miss Donna, and it's called pouring out. So the water is pouring out because Jesus' spirit is like water, and he's, he said that it would pour out through so many different examples throughout the Bible. And so the first scripture that Jesus led me to was Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. 10 through 15. If we read um, in Isaiah 45, 10 through 15, it says here, it says, Woe unto him that saith unto his father, Who begettest thou? Or to the woman, What hast thou brought forth? Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his Maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands command ye me I have made the earth and created man upon it I even my hands have stretched out the heavens and all their host have I commanded I have raised him up in righteousness and I will direct all his ways he shall build my city and he shall let go my captives not for price or nor reward saith the Lord of hosts thus saith the Lord the labor of Egypt and the merchandise of Ethiopia and the Sabians, men of stature, shall come over unto thee, and they shall be thine. They shall come after thee in chains. They shall come over, and they shall fall down unto thee. They shall make supplication unto thee, saying, Surely God is in thee, and there is none else, there is no God. Verily thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the Savior. And so... What's being talked about here is, of course, you know, when um, God is speaking through Isaiah, saying, I have raised him up in righteousness, and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city, and he shall let go my captives. He's talking about himself coming in the near future as Jesus and coming, and, and then also talking about the very people um, that would say that there is no God, but that these, these people are God okay and he's talking about the Ethiopian people the the um, Egyptians and the Sabians men of stature okay and so what he's talking about is the people who who don't believe and say that um, that some of these things um, that we are able to do our, our, um, our own doings and that God has not has nothing to do with that okay and so when we talking about the pouring out of the Holy Spirit the pouring out of, of Jesus's spirit we're talking about 
overcoming this um, this concept and, and gaining the wisdom to know that God is in control. And once we realize that, once we truly come in line with him and his word, then he pours himself out over us. He gives us revelations, just like we prayed about. He gives us dreams. He gives us visions. We realize things. He points us towards wisdom, like we talked about in the last um, sermon and the one before, about how he gives us things that are unknown, that were previously not known before. He shows us things that were not known before. He tells us things that were not known before. He, he points us towards the um, his, his mysteries, the mysteries of God. And so... If we go just back a little bit, Jesus pointed me to Isaiah 44. Isaiah 44, 1 through 5. It says, Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made thee, and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant. And thou, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring, and they shall spring up as among the grass as willows by the watercourses. One shall say, I am the Lord's, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. And another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord and surname himself by the name of Israel. Okay, and so he's talking about, again, we're talking about pouring out. And literally he's saying here, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. And so we have these situations that went on in, in our, our histories that... Um, we went through slaveries. We went through um, oppression. Okay, and these were brought on by our unbelief, by not following His laws, by not following His 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 ways, and sticking to other, coming to other things, saying, "Well, this is this person is God." We just read that in Isaiah forty-five. This person is God, and it even said here that it even said when we when we when we read at the end of Isaiah forty-five, it said that. They shall come over unto thee, and they shall be thine. They shall come over after thee in chains. They shall come over, and they shall fall down unto thee. So it's, it's talking about that we would go into slavery. We would go into oppression. We would go into hard labor. We would have to learn a lesson, a punishment. Like a child, we would have to be punished because we weren't following those laws. We weren't following those commandments. But he's saying here, he's saying that, for those that are thirsty, those that have realized what has been done wrong, those who are humbled and ready to learn and are hungry and thirsty, I will pour upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. They shall spring up as among grass as willows by the water courses. So, you know, you look at the grass and the willows, they, they just they grow so fast and they're tall. So he's saying they'll be tall, they'll be strong. They'll have great stature in the in the law of the Lord. They'll be, have great stature in the law of God. And we'll name ourselves after him. And name ourselves after Israel. Name ourselves after Jacob. And so he's talking about now. He's talking about this time period that we're living in now. A lot of times the prophets would see the past, the present, and the future. And that's how, how Jesus speaks to us through the past, the present, and the future. When, the, when, the, when he would speak to the prophets, they would see, they, that's how they would see the past, the present, and the future. And so if, we, if Jesus um, led me up to um, Revelation 22, if we turn to Revelation 22, um, Revelation 22 also talks about this pouring out, this pouring out. Revelation 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of god and of the lamb in in the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life which bare 12 manner of fruits 
and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Okay, and so this is um, an abundant time that we're living in. And so he's saying that we're going to go into even more abundance. He's personally going to come, and it's going to come from him. It's going to come from his throne, and he's going to teach us and uphold us. And he's going to feed us with this water of life. And so if we go back to 2 Corinthians, um, Jesus led me to 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 10, 15 through 18. And it says, because of this, not boasting of things without our measure that is of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. So again, we're talking about um, moving forward in our, in our walk with Jesus. And so he's saying, don't go backwards. Like, you know, we were talking about before in Isaiah 45 about how we saw another people or, or, or another people saw us and said, well, there they are. They are God. But no, we're just representing God. We're not God, but we're representing him. No, it's that, and he's saying here, don't go back to that. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. Okay? He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Not Do not boast in another man's line of things, but made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So glory in Jesus, glory in the things that he has done. So if we um, go up just a little bit further, right here in 11, it says, Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So he's talking about, that the disciples were charged, that we are charged to be clean, that we are supposed to present ourselves to God clean and staying away from the pride, staying away from the um, from the boasting and the um, bragging, staying away from these things. And so if we go back into um, to Jeremiah, I'll turn back to Jeremiah. Jesus led me to Jeremiah 29. We go to Jeremiah 29. 4 through 13 we can read here. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build ye houses and dwell in them and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget son and daughters and take wives for your son and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. 
For thus saith the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you, causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go, and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And so he's saying, ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. So we were talking about, um, in Isaiah 44, about all who are thirsty will, will come, and I will pour my spirit out. Okay, and this is what we were talking about before about the pride, how we were taken away into different forms of slavery over time. And this, had, this of course, has so much um, overlap with um, the American slave trade. The Israelites were sent to Babylon. And so, you know, in the New, Test in the, um, New Testament in Revelation, it talks about um, America, you know, generally being known as um, Mystery Babylon. Okay, and so he was, he's saying here, to Jeremiah, God is speaking to Jeremiah, saying, when you go into the land, when you're taken captive into the, to that land, make peace while you're there. He, 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 wants, he wanted to humble us. He wanted to humble us. And so, again, this, this, this attitude of, of, of pride and rebellion is not the way to go. Okay? Um, if you go, go back to the story of Daniel, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were humble, you know, until something happened where they had to um, cross into something that was completely against the laws of God, worship and an idol. That's when they decided to act. But it was still humble. It didn't, it wasn't, um, it, they didn't cause an, uh, an uproar. It was still humble. They did it in a humble way. And that's the Holy Spirit leading them. That's God's Spirit leading them to do things in the right way. And even Daniel, he did things in the right way. Um, and so if we go up a little bit further in Jeremiah 33, let's go to Jeremiah 33. Jesus led me to Jeremiah 33, two through three. It says, thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call unto me. Remember we were talking about those who are thirsty. Come and I will pour out my spirit. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So we were talking about the, um, the unknown things of God. The mysteries of God. He will, he will show us mighty things which thou knowest not. So this is the start of the pouring out, what exactly it means for his, him to pour out upon us. Okay, and we talked a little bit about this when we were talking about the wisdom. And so if we go um, up to the New Testament in Matthew 7, Jesus led me to Matthew 7. Jesus talks a little bit more about this. Matthew 7. Verse 7. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Okay? So all we have to do is ask. All we have to do is pray. All we have to do is start to seek him. Develop that personal relationship with him. He will start to pour out upon us. Keep pouring out. Okay? And so, if we go, Jesus led me to Zechariah. We go up to Zechariah 13. Zechariah 13. <clears throat> Zechariah 13, 5 through 9, it says here. But he shall say, I am no prophet. I am an husbandman, for man taught me to keep cattle from my mouth. 
and one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and I will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. And so this refining is also a pouring out. And we would go through these things. We would go through tribulation in our lives. We would go through tribulation through our, our generations. That our ancestors would go through tribulation. That we would go through tribulation. That this is a refining and he said he will try them as gold is tried, and they will call on my name, and I will hear them. Okay, this is the pouring out. If we go to um, Jesus led me to Isaiah, back to Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28, 9 through 12, says here, Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So if you think about that precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, it sounds like, like drips, like the drips. There's another scripture where he actually talks about it, that it would, it would be like drips, like dripping, precept upon precept, line upon line. He would drip, and it would drip, and then your spirit would drip and drip, and finally you would start to pour and pour and pour. And so it says here, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Okay, so, and we're talking about the, the, um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And speaking the tongues. This is Isaiah talking about this. Almost 600 years. Before. Um, Jesus. Okay. For with stammering lips in another tongue. Will he speak to this people. To whom he said. This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. So the refreshing he's talking. He's calling forward saying. How will we be refreshed? We will be refreshed by that water of life, by His Spirit pouring out upon us. We will be refreshed. When Jesus went to the um, to the woman at the well, He said that I would I would give you the the um, the water of life that you would never thirst again. With this water, you will never thirst again. And so, to whom He said, "This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest." And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So back then he's saying they weren't ready for this. In Isaiah's time, they weren't ready for this. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken, taken away into slavery, taken away into bondage, taken away into tribulation and, and, and hardship that the, that the, that the um, prophets came and gave them these drips and these drips and these drips and they just they wouldn't get it and so he's saying that they they might go and fall backward and be broken Jesus comes he's able to pour out it's said that the, um, the Holy Spirit just rested upon the prophets and the individuals of the Old Testament and that the Holy Spirit is poured out. It's in, and it's now it's inside of us. That's the difference. If we go back, if we go well, if we go up a little bit, Jesus um, pointed me to Isaiah forty-four, one through five. 
yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant in Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. So we want going back to that understanding what that is. Understanding what the um what the dry ground is. That there's a, a lack of um understanding. You know, we even talked about um in we did the Black History in the Bible series on the um on the radio show on WLB. Um we were talking about this how um, the slaves were given the slave Bible and half of the Bible was removed. And so a lot of us started out with something um, from a totally different standpoint. And so the dry ground, it's ready to be planted on. It's ready to be um, watered. It's ready for the word. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. Jesus led me to, um, to Romans 8. Romans 8. Start to understand what happens. What this, this what happens when he, when he starts to pour out upon us. What are, we, what are we leaving behind when he starts to pour out? I'm, I'm sorry, not Romans 5. Romans 8. <laughs> Romans 8. Romans 8. Romans 8, 7-17. <clears throat> because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you, now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of this, of his, none of his, I'm sorry. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken you. But if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Okay. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. They are sons of God. Or children of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And so, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be also glorified together. So when he starts to pour out, um, there's some suffering there because we, we, we want to leave behind the things of the past. We want to leave behind these dead things. That ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So you start to, to do um, more righteous things. You start to follow this, this path that Jesus walked. You start to leave behind the past, and not everybody's going to understand that. And so, there's a um, there's suffering that goes with it. it. Says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body. Ye shall live. So if we put away 
those deeds of the body, Jesus said that if your eye causes you to sin, cut it out. So you, you cut out the old things in your life. You cut it out. You stop it. You put an end to it. This is what happens when he starts to, to, to drip and to, to pour out his spirit upon you. That these things are starting to be removed from, it, from your life. Doubts, fears, paranoia, anxiety, laziness, sloth, all of these things start to disappear from your life. Because these are spiritual things. These are all birthed from the love. These are all birthed from, from the Holy Spirit, from the fruit of the Spirit. All of it. You know, instead of confusion, you have focus. Instead of chaos, you have peace. Jesus said that, um, it said that uh, when Elijah went to go seek God on the mountain, he said that he heard us after the, um, the God wasn't in the fire, he wasn't in the earthquake, he wasn't in the, um, in the wind. But he heard a still, small, quiet voice and that still, in that, in that, in that, um, that, that stillness and that quietness, he heard the voice of God. So we, we become more still, more calm, more quiet, more peaceful. And so, Jesus led me back to um, Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Matthew 8, 19 through 27. Matthew 8, 19 through 27. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee with whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus saith unto him, Foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead so you hear that he said let let the dead bury their dead you know and this is the same question i asked when i first read this what does that mean and so when we go if we go back to what we read in romans um romans 8 about the law sin and death and becoming alive he said mortify the um the deeds of the body and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So those who are in sin, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Follow God. Leave the past behind. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. Okay. His disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And so when, we, when he starts to pour out upon him, he pours out his spirit, and the Holy Spirit is leading us, and we're following God, and we're following him, we're following Jesus at every step. And we go through things, and we're like, how are we going to get through this? Just like the disciples, like, how are we going to get through this? We're going to, this ship is about to sink. And then Jesus just delivers us and gives us, give us, a, gives us a calm. But in that, in, in that, um, that, that process, he says, why are you, why are you fearful? Oh, ye of little faith, where is your faith? Remember, I am here. I will never leave you. And what does that, that, what does that start to, to breed in us? If we turn to, um, to Romans 6. <clears throat> Jesus led me to Romans 6. 3 through 5. Romans 6, 3 through 5. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Christ, into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, 
knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. And so he said, let the dead bury the dead. But we have been raised alive. Okay. If we go over just a little bit to Romans 5, Jesus led me to Romans 5. We can find out what that breeds. Therefore, being justified by faith, in Romans 5, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And we've all been through this, where um, Jesus is leading us. And, you know, this is the other side of it. You know, we go through these, these, these strong tribulations, and we go through you know, some smaller tribulations where we're dealing with friends and we're dealing with family, we're dealing with individuals and acquaintances and different people and people look at us crazy. You know, we, we were talking about the prophets, how the prophets would go through these things and they would not be welcomed in their own hometown. No prophet was welcomed in their own hometown. That he would lead us through things and we would feel embarrassed, that we would feel uh, left out, that we would feel um, like it's not fair. And so he says... And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience. So we get experience through through being patient, and experience hope, hope, hoping in, in, in things, and hope maketh us not ashamed. Hope maketh us not ashamed, because we know that our, our our reward is with Jesus, and we know that He's He's watching us, and we know that He's um. He's patting us on the back saying, you did it. You did right. <clears throat> you did right. And that's what matters, doing, doing the right thing in Jesus. Knowing that we're following his example and he's able to pour out upon us. And this, these are the things that we start experiencing once he pours out upon us. Okay. And so this is, this is what, um, what Jesus is doing in our lives. If we turn to um, to Acts 22, Jesus led me to Acts 22. <clears throat> Acts 22, we can read it like we can read about what Paul went through. What did Paul? He was formerly Saul. He was a Pharisee. He was persecuting and became the persecuted. Acts 22, men, brethren, and fathers. Hear ye my defense which I make now unto you. And when they heard that he spake in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silence, and he saith. Okay, so he spoke to them in Hebrew. Now these are the these are the, the people the, the Jews were trying to um persecute him. I am verily a man which am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel. And taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God, as ye all are this day. And I persecuted this way unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest doth bear me witness in all the estate of the elders, from whom I also received letters unto the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring them which were there bound unto Jerusalem. For to be punished, and it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me, and I fell unto the ground, and I heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, 
Arise and go unto Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. And when I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came into Damascus. And one, Ananias, a devout man according to the law, which having a good report for all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. And the same hour I looked up upon him. And he said, The God of our fathers have chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will. And see, that just one shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And it came to pass that when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance, so he was baptized. And now Jesus starts to pour out upon him. And it came to pass that when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance. And I saw him saying unto me, Make haste and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. And I said, Lord, they know that I imprisoned and beat in every synagogue them that believed on thee. And when the blood of thy martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by and consenting unto his death, and kept the raiment of them that slew him. And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. So this is what it looks like when Jesus starts to, to pour out his spirit upon us. He's speaking to us directly. We can even see him. We have personal experience. Our personal relationship with him skyrockets to another level. And so he wants to, to do this. He wants to do this. First it starts off some drips. And then he pours and pours. He wants to do this. He, he wants to be close to us. And so... This is the, the, the message for this, this, this sermon today. And I hope that everybody um, received it, that everybody um, got a revelation out of this, a personal revelation, a personal insight from this, that it, that it touched you in some type of way. The Holy Spirit just leads all of this, and um, we just have to follow, we just have to listen, we just have to, um, to receive and, and, and do take it in and so does anybody have anything um, that they like to um, reflect on about this or share about this or testify about this as it's touched anybody in um, in any way Girl. yep Yes. So I wanted to go back to something that you said from Romans 8, um, where you I believe, now correct me if I'm wrong, where you were saying the carnal mind is not subject to the law of God. Um, I, let me see here. Let me turn back to it just so we can look at it. My question is mm -hmm. because I struggle so much with uh, trying to focus when I'm praying or, um, you know, I have a problem, a, a struggle with focus. And um, even in the conversation, that sometimes things will come to my mind that I haven't thought of and so long and it's not anything that I would want to keep going back to you know in my walk with God if that sounds right to you yeah makes sense yeah it so, go ahead question, my, my question is is that something I need to be worried about or just keep working at it or just keep just um, keep working at it because we all go through it like um Ashley has the same issues. I have the same issues sometimes. Like where sometimes it's it's a um, I'm able to pray clear and through, and other times it's like Satan is just like trying to put thoughts in in my head, trying to get me distracted because that's what he does. Satan distracts us. He distracts us with images. He distracts us with words. He distracts us with thoughts. 
He distracts us with the past. That's why he said, that's why he said that we're supposed to um, crucify the old, the, the, the flesh. We're supposed to crucify the old man. And we're made alive through, through Jesus. You know, we're crucifying the past. And so we know that, like, you know, we don't have to have any guilt. He tries to bring on us. What it is is he's trying to bring on us condemnation. He tries to bring on us guilt. And so we just got to rebuke those thoughts. Rebuke those thoughts and just speed right past it in the name of Jesus. And just and, and keep praying. And, and, and do our best to focus on, on Jesus, on his name. You know, and that's when we can just, we can even just call on his name. Just Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, when we, when we start having those those thoughts start coming in, you know, don't even let Satan trip us up. Just we can just go straight to saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And once we get clear again, we can go back to um, focusing on what we were praying about. You know. Okay, because I know that um, sometimes when it happens, I, I do find myself being ashamed of myself yep. for those thoughts, allowing those thoughts. That in my head. That's what, what what they call Satan in the Bible. They call Satan is is called the accuser. So he okay. he tries to condemn us. He tries to to um to bring us down through condemnation and guilt. But con but that's not of God. Like like he's that that's completely not of God. It he only convicts us. And he says that he, okay. he will break us down to build us back up. We're strong in our weakness. Not to be broken down and to stay there. That's what Satan does. Satan is, is, is condemning. He condemns us. He accuses us. Okay. Okay. That was it. That was the only um, questions I had. Yeah. If you go back, if you read the, the first line of, of, of Romans 8. It says, there is no condemnation to them which are in Jesus Christ who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. So there's no condemnation. None. Okay. Okay, thank you for clarifying that for me. Yeah, no problem. You know, we, we all go through it, you know, from time to time. And that, that's... That's a, it's a challenge, you know, but we just have to keep praying. We have to keep praying through it and just, and ask Jesus for the strength, you know, to, for, for focus and clarity and just keep calling on his name. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's something that, that we work on throughout our lives because we, and we know that we're in going in the right direction. Um, if we're being attacked and we know that, that he, that he is making us into something to be reckoned with. He's building us up in his spirit. like he, he heard he, he heard Jesus he said it was a still small quiet voice you know this that he's that's this that that's what he sounds like he's not loud he's not condemning he's not rude you know that condemning loud voice that's Satan that still small quiet calm peaceful voice that's God that's Jesus hallelujah okay. hallelujah oh, Hopefully, it's just when we stop resisting, you know, if you just resist the devil, he flee on away from him. Yeah. But he's definitely going to keep popping up here and there, trying to catch you off guard, you know, and uh, try to catch you at a weak point, you know, but we just, we just have to keep resisting and when those times come, and thank the Lord for it, and keep it moving. Don't let him pull you back into the what-ifs and you're not worthy and all this old crap that he tries to uh, 
you know, throw at us, you know, to keep you in the past when you didn't already give your life over to the Lord. Read, look at this one. This is a this is a um a scripture from Zechariah that 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 kind of um touches on this a little bit. It says Zechariah three. That's a good one if you read Zechariah three. And he showed me okay. Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. So as soon as he got in the presence of God, Satan tried to um, resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that have chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. And I said, Let them set a fair meter or a turban upon his head. So they set a fair meter or turban upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, o Joshua the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch, talking about Jesus, for behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes, or the seven spirits of God. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. And that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall ye call every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree. And so he's talking about this point in time. So we, we have to know that when we have that Holy Spirit and we're following him, that we're leave, we leave the past behind. Satan always tries to bring up that past. That's why it says, it says that Satan was standing right there to resist him. And he, they, he knew what he was about to move, to, to move into. That Jesus was about to wash him clean. It says that he received new clothes, new raiment. He had filthy clothes on, then he gave him new raiment, new clothes, bright and, and bright white clothes to put on. He clothed him with garments. Okay. And so... We just can't let Satan keep um, trying to drag us down and then just stay focused on, on Jesus. Because he, he, that's what he always does. Satan always, that's, that's, that's Satan's oldest trick from the beginning. God says something, you know, or you're praying and here's Satan right there, right after God says something or right after you get in contact with God to try to take it away from you, to try to snatch it away. You know, when it says, when Jesus was talking about the, um, the, the, um, the parable, the parable of the sower, that that Satan tries to snatch those seeds away. He tries to snatch those um those those positive, uplifting, encouraging messages away, or your positive, encouraging, uplifting prayer. He tries to snatch it away as soon as you say it. Okay. Thank you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is just leading us. You know, that's that's a, a good question. A really good question. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, need an answer to it. Uh, as I said, um, it really um, happens quite often, and I really, um, I, I just really needed to know how to respond. I mean, I know how to respond to it to, um, you know, ask Jesus. Um, you know, to help to to take it away from me. Yeah. But I don't have to um, know how to get past it. Right. Just rebuke them. Just rebuke them and keep praying. Mm -hmm. Or you rebuke them when he pops up, telling him to get behind you and keep on praying. He'll start praying. Yeah, it's, it's, it says it right here. It says, "In the Lord, in the Lord said unto Satan, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Rebuke thee is not this a brand plucked out of the fire, you know." And and, and also read um the parable of the sower, 
the parable of the sower, you know, it talks about that, about Satan, you know, trying to snatch away the word, you know, and so it's the same thing with our prayers. Where is the parable of the sower? Um, let me look here because I don't have it. I don't have that one memorized. Parable of the sower is. Yeah, you can. Okay. Matthew 13. Is that Matthew 13? Yep, Matthew 13. Let's see here. Matthew 13. Let's see. 1 through 23. Okay. Thank you. I'm definitely going to read that. I may have some more questions for you at another time. Okay. You know, every time we get on that family prayer line, we be on there two, three hours because somebody got some questions. Yeah, and that, that's, it's good. You know, like we we got, we got encourage each other. You know, we, we ask questions and we, we we find the right answers. We search the word and then the Holy Spirit just leads us through. Like, it's, it's a good thing. You know, fellowship. Getting together is a good thing. You know, it's a great thing. We, we strengthen each other, and Jesus strengthens, strengthens us through his word and his spirit. And it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. It is. It is. I'm sorry. I took up a lot of your time. Did anybody else have any um, questions for, for Daryl? Yeah, we got anything else? If, if not, we'll go ahead and end it. I just wanted to acknowledge that Anitra joined us today. Um, hey, Anitra. Uh, yeah, I thought that was Anitra. How you doing? Uh, How you doing, Anitra? I'm good. How you guys doing? Good, good. We really appreciate you joining us. Yeah. That's good. I, my mom invited me, and I said, you know what? Why not? Let me check it out. See what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we do it um every Saturday, which is the, the Sabbath or the Shabbat. We do it every Saturday at uh, at 3.30 usually. And um, if it's a little later, we you know, we let everybody know. But, um, yeah, we do it every 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 Saturday. We'll you know, get together and, and read the, the, the scriptures and just reflect and, and pray and um would you would you so what'd you think of from what you heard? Um, I thought it was pretty nice. Have everybody get together and fellowship. Fellowship is always nice for me to me. Yeah. Especially in my family. Yeah. We, we, it's not um coming together with believers in a world of that's lacking. Um, I feel like lacking relief and it shows. Um that is something that holds value to me even when I don't necessarily have um, the same belief system I still like to come together I was raised you know in a very heavily you know in in a Christian faith and it still means a lot to me so this is this is actually really great this is really great I really love it that's great that's great I'm glad I'm glad this can be a blessing to you you know, because we we're dealing with so much right now with the COVID stuff, and it's totally it, it, it's it's Satan through and through. Because if you notice, everybody is isolated, and so yes. isolation is that's that's Satan all the way. He wants to isolate us. He wants to get us depressed and have us alone. But we but we're supposed to fellowship. We're supposed to says in right in the Bible that we're supposed to get together. We're supposed to come up together with the saints and encourage each other, 
and um and get together and fellowship like that's what we're supposed to do that's what the disciples yeah. did that's what they did in acts they got together they broke bread they shared they encouraged they they um testified you know they shared experiences all of that good stuff you know and and so we we need more of that and so i'm i'm really glad that you joined and i'm really glad that you even pointed that out because that, yeah, that's very important i'm glad i did see yeah yeah so if anybody is uh, anybody else doesn't have anything to share, we'll go ahead and end it there. And um, yeah, definitely join us again next Saturday, Anitra. It'd be good to have. I, you. I will actually. Mind remind me when you guys are about to do it, and as long as I'm free, I'm gonna jump in. Okay, uh, okay, we will. I think we still have your number, so we'll um we'll we'll okay. all send a text and we'll add you to the group because we have a little group text that we send out for reminders too. Okay, cool. I'm down. All right, all right. Well, blessings, everybody. Blessings, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Love you all. <laughs>